This is your Places Call. You're listening to Theatrical Thoughts. I'm Emily Wyra. And I'm Jessica Fight. And today we are joined by DJ Plunkett. DJ is best known for his time as Bach on the national tour of Wicked. DJ, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm really good. How's it going? How's the day? It's pretty good. I have nothing to report, honestly. Life in New York is just, is what it is in COVID times and I am prepping to be back on the road. That's so exciting. When do you start rehearsals? We start July 13th. And I'm going to Dallas on July 12th. And I actually, it's in my kitchen right now. I should have had it with me. I have like my whole like wicked Bible that I'm just like slowly making my way through with my blocking and music notes and trying to remember my show. (laughs) So exciting. After a year of, over a year of not getting to do it. It's so exciting to be back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really fun. Is it like daunting to go back to something that you're so like, is it in you, do you think? Or do you, is it like- I'm I'm hoping so. Um, there are things, I I definitely remember my lines and my music, but there are really specific, obviously Wicked is kind of this juggernaut machine. Um, so there's really like logistical tiny things, like what numbers I stand on. Am I on stage left four, track two, cross two, stage left three on the number? Like there's things like that that I'm like, I don't know if I remember those. I have to go over that. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to have to pick your brain more about Wicked because we are so excited to hear. Yeah, I love, I could talk about Wicked forever. <laughs> so could we. <laughs> talk about Wicked forever. <laughs> but first, we got to start off with our 60 Second Life Story segment. I'm going to set my stopwatch and you're going to give us your whole life in a minute. I'm no great. Here we go. No <laughs> oh, that's timer. There we go. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, um, so my name is DJ. I was born and raised in Massachusetts. I've always loved theater. I've always had that like bug in me. I was really, really lucky and privileged to grow up in the greater Boston area because I had all of those regional theaters at my feet. So I trained at North Shore Music Theater. I was a North Shore Music Theater kid my whole life. Um, studied really, really hard. Uh, went to high school and then auditioned for colleges, which is obviously crazy and wild. And I'm sure we'll talk about, I went to CCM. Um, it was an incredible school. And then I showcased, got an agent, moved to the city and started hitting the pavement. I was auditioning. I got my equity card doing Little Mermaid and also had lots of fun doing Sweeney Todd and Big River. Um, What else do I do in New York City? Um, Oh, I've sung back up a few times at 54 Below. That's always a blast. And then I booked Wicked after a very, very long audition process that took kind of all of those years. And there I am. I think that was good, right? Thing. That focused like mainly on my career, I guess, but there it is. We love it. So growing up in Boston, yeah, I guess lots of theater, a lot of words. The theater scene over there is amazing. It I mean, really is. I was I was really really lucky to have so much just in my backyard. So I guess where did you kind of get your start over there? Like what was? Um, I give so cool? much credit to Norsham Music Theater. Uh, they used to have, I don't know if they still do, it's under new management and there's been so much shift since I was, since I was 12, but um, they, they used to have this really wonderful Academy of Music where um, they would teach master classes and I took voice, dance, acting, um, all while having their main stage actors kind of lead the way, which was really, really cool and auditioning for their stuff as well. That's incredible. That must have been a really helpful experience, especially leading up to doing it pro. Yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for it, especially because I I am always like a 
really, I was going to say balls to the wall kind of person. I don't know if I can say that on your podcast, but um, I, I really go for things. So I, I started professionally when I was 14 and I was like, if I, I want to do this, I want to commit to it. And I want to do, I want to be on the pro level. And that's kind of always how I've been. I feel you there. I feel the same way. <laughs> so high school hits and you're starting to kind of get college in the mind and you're going through mm-hmm. the college audition process. So you ended up at CCM, but what yeah. kind of was that audition process like for you? Um, it was crazy. I always say like, you could not pay me to do that process again. Um, I, I hope I'm not like scaring anybody, but um, it's, it's a wild, wild adventure. And I, you know, through being in the industry and talking to people and having friends that were older than me and have, had already gone through it, I figured out the schools that I wanted to audition to, audition at. I think I auditioned for nine, I want to say. And I was very lucky I got into six, I think, um, which I'm learning is like very, very, it, I, was, I was in good standing there. Um, but I, I knew I wanted a conservatory program and I knew that I wanted to leave Boston and kind of um, grow up and be independent. So Cincinnati was the choice. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you had to choose like one aspect of it, besides obviously getting to perform every day, what do you think your favorite part of Cincinnati was? Um, I think just like living on my own. I, I loved like, there was so much adulting, hashtag adulting, if you will, that, that happens when you go to college where it's like signing your first lease or, you know, figuring out when you eat food, when you like time management, all of that stuff. I, I found to be really rewarding, obviously aside from performing and, and training hardcore every day. Um, CCM is a very, very intense place. So it, you kind of like have your schedule handed to you on a platter and that is the roller coaster you're going to be on. So walk us through like a typical day in the life on that roller coaster. You know, what's going, th- what, what's your day? Sure. You- oh, I haven't thought about this in a while. Um, so let's do freshman year. Cause that's insane. <laughs> um, you would wake up very early and have uh, music theory at eight in the morning every day. Um, which is always gets your math brain going. Um, I suggest everyone take like an elementary piano class um, before they go to college, just so you like are literate in a small way for music. Um, but that's eight in the morning every day. And then your classes will, you know, like rotate. There'll be jazz, tap, ballet, musical theater performance, your voice lesson, um, acting classes. Uh, we took Pilates as well. Um, voice and wellness, uh, lots of really, really, you know, standard, standard things. And then we would have a showcase rehearsal, which CCM is kind of known for their freshman showcases. They're all on YouTube, um, which is really a thing that teaches you how to be a person in the business. So you have to work with your class and create it from scratch by yourself. And so you, you have to really figure out how to work with different personalities. And that obviously is its own roller coaster with you put 16 type A people in a room and see what happens. Um, so that's always a blast. And then if you are in a show, you're rehearsing from like seven to 11 at night and then repeat. I look back on it and I'm like, I don't know how I didn't tip over most of the time. That's I'm insane. Do it. Yeah. yeah, doing all that. So you mentioned that you did all these different kinds of dance. What was your favorite style? 
Or um, do you have a favorite? I am definitely not a dancer first. So I, I really enjoyed tap. Um, I ha- I'm probably really out of practice right now, but there was a time where I was like, oh, I'm actually like, I can tap right now. Uh, and I fully credit that to CCM. So I think I think being a more musical singer actor, the the rhythmic the rhythmic aspect, ooh, excuse me, of tap um, was my favorite. Yeah, for sure. I tap is wicked cool. I wish I could do it. I think it's like just this kind of lost art almost. I love tap. <laughs> also, you just said wicked cool. Are you from Boston? <laughs> I'm not. I say it all the time. I love that. That's such a Massachusetts thing. I've picked up such weird vernacular from such different places and my friends always tell me that like you're all across the map. It's Oh, I'm I do the same thing and I'm on tour now, so I like I'm pretty out sure. the window. <laughs> we live in New Jersey, but I'm pretty sure she's anywhere she's from anywhere but New Jersey. I love that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> so now upon graduation, you're working on getting your equity card and you end up getting it in Little Mermaid as flounder, right? Yes, I did. So that experience like that was so much fun it was my first professional show out of school um which was important to me because all of my professional work had been as a child in Boston and especially in that theater scene I was having a hard time being seen as anything other than a kid so um you know I had I was auditioning in Boston and they were like great let's cast you as a Cratchit kid in Christmas Carol and I'm like guys I'm not I'm not 14 anymore (laughs) um so being cast in Little Mermaid um, in Little Rock, Arkansas was really cool because I was like, I feel like I'm an adult actor now doing the thing that I've always watched other people do as a kid. Um, so it was really special. And there was something about that company that was so magical. Maybe it was because it was a Disney show and I'm a Disney nerd. Maybe because um, it was my you know first gig out of school, but the creative team really put together a group of 20-ish people that loved each other so much. We just like, I've never clicked with a cast like that um, ever and haven't since. That cast was so, so amazing and friendly and family-like and that energy just like spilled out onto the onto the audience every day. I always say like Under the Sea was a party every day. I could do that show for the rest of my life. <laughs> I could listen to that show for the rest of my life. It's just such a joy. It's yeah, such- it's so fun. Like the overture. I mean, I got to do "She's in Love," which was a blast. Um, Best song in the show. And I would, and I'm the nerd that like I would sit in the wings and watch part of your world every day, just because I'm like, this is just magic. And it was, of course, a spectacle, so it felt cool to be in the costumes. And we were working with a circus company doing it as well, so all of the magic was done on silks and liras and things. Yeah. So did you have any Cirque elements then while you were a part of that or? Sort of. Uh, I had to ride a ripstick for the show, which if you don't know what that is, because I didn't, um, it's like a, think about it, what a skateboard looks like and then take away two wheels. So it's just like skin, a skinnier skateboard and it has a hinge in the middle and you kind of um, paddle it almost with your feet. So it looks like a fish is darting away. Um, so it, it takes a really precise amount of speed and balance. And uh, that was definitely a part of my track that I learned for the show and was quite wild to do every night. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it was, it was fun though. It's on my special skills now. So I know how to ride a ripstick. I learned from like watching 12 year olds on YouTube. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would have fallen on my butt. In about- oh, I fell on my butt quite a few times. Luckily not on stage, but 
um it did it did uh fall into the audience one show so that was that was i gotta hear this story (laughs) um do you know the scene from the mean girls movie where she accidentally kicks the stereo and it hits somebody in the face yeah that's basically what happened with the ripstick. It just like slipped from under my feet and it shot into the audience. It didn't hit a woman in the face. She caught it um, and then just like put it back on stage. And at intermission, um, they were like, oh, she she wants to um, meet you after the show. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I like I, I like hurt her. And she was like, oh, I felt like I was part of the show. That was so much fun. And I was like, no, 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 no. I like act that wasn't part of the show. I actually almost hurt you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um that was definitely the worst thing that happened with that ripstick but yeah that is kind of priceless yeah I just that's too good that's too good it was it was definitely fun (laughs) so I'm really curious because I feel like I never asked this question but like what's the process of getting your equity card like like what do you have to go through to get that set up that's a good question there's there's a few different ways um I hope your listeners are like interested in the industry because this might be like boring talk but um there used to be a point system so every one week you work at a equity theater you would get one point and once you had 50 points you would be given your equity card um they've since changed that to 25 points um so once you have 25 points you can join the union there's also another way in via SAG-AFTRA if you are a SAG-AFTRA actor you kind of already have an in and vice versa. Um, That wasn't my journey, so I don't really know the specifics of that. And then what happened to me was I had, I think around like 28 points um, from working as a kid. And then when I got Little Mermaid, they just handed me my card. They were like, this will be an equity contract. Um, So there's also times where it's like, you can just book a job and they'll just give you your card. And it doesn't really matter how many points you have or if you have any. the point system is called EMC and that would be the pro to that is you get into auditions a little bit sooner than non-union actors in New York City um but other than that it's it's really just like working your way to join the union that's so cool yeah Yeah, we don't know we've never asked that question before I think that was such a good question I'm always so curious like that's such a yeah it's it's a it's always and it's such like an important milestone for a lot of people in um in joining and, and, you know, getting, getting health insurance, getting your pension, getting your 401k, all of that stuff. It's all of the things you don't think about when you're like, I want to be on Broadway, but then it's like, oh, I also need health insurance. <laughs> Definitely. That little thing. Just yep. little thing. <laughs> so now you mentioned you were in Sweeney Todd and tell us about mm-hmm. that experience. Um, that had always been a dream role of mine. I would also love to do it again. Um, it was a really great cast. My Mrs. Lovett, uh, her name is Rebecca Watson. She's in a bunch of movies and TV shows. She was just doing To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. And so I always said, I got to learn a lot acting next and opposite her was like a masterclass. Um, so doing Toby was a blast. And my 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 take on him was super different. And um, also the challenge of doing a Sondheim show was something that with my conservatory training, I'd always really wanted to um, dive into the intricacies of that. So Sweeney Todd was a blast, really, really difficult and really fun. Sondheim is the master. Mm -hmm. I also did it in Ohio. So I had a lot of my professors come see it, which added that little extra pressure of like, 
I need to do this score perfectly because the people that taught me how to read music are here. So <laughs> that must have been so spooky. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. But it was it was fun. It's the the great thing about Sweeney is that it's such a a wild dark comedy that you have to be fully committed to it. So I wasn't luckily wasn't thinking about that during it. It was just the pressure of like it's half hour and they're here. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. So you mentioned, you know, you kind of approached the role a bit differently. How did you kind of get in the right mindset and what was your mindset going into the show? Um, so part of the amazing training that I received at CCM was um, different styles of acting. And I tend to be an actor that I hope this isn't like I hope this is okay to say for all those acting teachers out there, but I cherry pick what I like the best. So I'm not like uh, Stanislavski or just Chekhov or just Method or whatever, whatever the different styles are. I kind of like cherry picked what I like the best out of all of them. Um, and one of my favorite things that I learned um, my sophomore year for, from a woman named Kay Jenny Jones, she is the most brilliant acting teacher. I credit her to like teaching me how to act. Um, talks about how characters are mind-centered, heart-centered, or will-centered, and that uh, manifests itself in different parts of your body. So it's a very um, physical, psychological gesture kind of way in. And I really, really tend to play characters that are heart-centered. And so it was really fun to play Toby, who is very heart-centered, but also pretty messed up. And, um, you know, spoiler alert for anybody that doesn't know Sweeney Todd, skip this, but he is a murderer at the end. So I tech, I typically don't get to play characters that kill people. So that was a very fun challenge. <laughs> Neither do we. <laughs> <laughs> I strongly, I, I highly recommend it. It's really fun. I could see to, Emily to go to that playing place. a character. I, I could see Emily playing a character like that. I cannot mm -hmm. see myself. Love playing psychopaths. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> So now you end up booking this little show called Wicked. I don't know if people have heard of it. It's I've never heard of it. All right, I've I've never I'm not familiar. It'll get off the ground soon. <laughs> so we always love to hear how you booked it. Like what was your audition story for that? Because you said it yeah. was a long I, process. I had a very, very long process that and I and I love sharing this this story because I think it's important for people to hear. Um my journey to Wicked was not um audition callback booking, which is typically how things would work. Um, my first appointment for Bach was in 2015, right after I graduated, I showcased, um, my agent got me an appointment, I went in, um, did all the material for casting, um, left and the feedback was like, great, he did a great job, we really like him, like, good for you. And then I heard nothing. And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess not. Um, and then I want to say like six months later, I got another up appointment um, and went in, did the same thing. My agent got feedback that was like, great, we love him. He's really good. Not yet. And so I was like, oh, what am I like? It just, it just wasn't my time. And that pattern continued more or less for the five years I was in the city, four or five years. Um, I would go in once a year, twice a year. Um, for various members of the creative team or, you know, associate choreographer, our resident director, a casting, a casting director, intern, associate, whoever it was. Um, I would just go in and be consistent and do all of the material. And then 
leave and would always kind of never hear anything. Um, and so I finally took matters into my own hands and decided to take a masterclass with uh, Joe Mantello and Lisa Liguio, who is the resident director of the show. And that kind of jump-started their, I think, trust in me. Um, I wasn't just, you know, a name somewhere on an audition sheet. I was a person that they had worked with. And so a few more auditions and callbacks and work sessions later, I finally went in again in December of 2018 and they filmed it and it was everyone that I'd ever auditioned for, for the show before behind the table. It was a massive panel of people. And at that point I had a great rapport with everyone. I was like, hi. And they're like, Hey DJ. <laughs> um, I did it left and my agent called me and they were like, again, great job. They said not yet. And I was like, I have nothing left in me. Um, and so I kind of released it into the universe and uh, in April of 2019, I got a call from my agent. He was like, I have an offer for you. And I was like, for what? I hadn't, I hadn't auditioned for anything. Um, and he was like, it's for what you think it is. And I was like, I don't, I was babysitting at the time too. So I literally have a toddler in my hand. And I was like, I, I need you to just tell me what this is. I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, you're going to be Baca. And I was like, literal tears ran inside like lot lots of tears on 10th avenue um when i called my mom she actually literally thought i had just gotten mugged with how much i was like uh viscerally feeling it and that, that yeah that's how it happened but i think that story is important to hear because i think sometimes people get into the the very magical story of like i auditioned and then like the next day i was on broadway doing it which happens um, but there, for every story that's like that, there's a story that it took five years of a lot of consistent hard work, um, for it to happen. 100%. And the persistence of like going back at it continuing yeah. is really hard. <laughs> there's, there's always 100 no's for every yes, um, or more. And so I, I feel like it's a given to say that like, you need a thick skin in this business, but you really have to mentally find a way to not take it personally and just know that when it's your time it will be your time yeah absolutely i'm so glad that that moment happened though and then you finally got to tour. <laughs> so what was what's your favorite aspect of touring what are you super stoked to get back to <laughs> i love all of it i wish i had a thing that was like oh this is it for me but um I love staying in hotels. I love traveling. I love seeing new cities. Um, I mean, I'm in, I'm in Wicked. It's the big leagues. When I, I, I feel like I went in very prepared because of my long audition process. And there were still moments where it was like, oh, wow. Like I had to deal with a little bit of imposter syndrome being like, I am finally doing it. Um, it's hard. It's, it's magical. It's fun. Um, it's everything that I kind of, that I wanted it to be. That just made my heart so happy. Yeah, it really, that's all. And that's what I tell people to do. I'm like, don't, if, if you are like, I think I'm going to give up, don't <laughs> keep going, go to 17 more auditions that you don't want to go to. You will book one of them. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I feel like we've had a bunch of people on the podcast that yes, we've had some people that have booked it the next day, but we've had so many people that are like, I was this close to giving up and mm -hmm. then I booked it. So I think yeah. it's just so important 
to know that it doesn't happen in a day. It could and I think it's and I think it's that moment when you like I said, I just kind of released it. I had I had gone in so many times and it was still like a not my time, not yet. Great job, but no. Um that I was like, well, that's what I bring to the table. So I have nothing else left in me. And I think once I started bringing that energy of just like, not a, not, not caring, but just a very relaxed, like, here's what I do and I do it well. And I hope you like it. Um, I think that energy books more than the, the nerves of proving yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And that level of self-confidence I'm sure takes a lot of work a lot of work <laughs> way more work than learning how to sing <laughs> so kind of thinking about you know you mentioned lots of different sort of acting mindsets what do you think sets your Bach apart from others you've seen um I think the same thing that we were talking about with with Toby and Sweeney Todd I lead with my heart and um Bach Bach's purpose to the plot is exactly that he has the biggest heart of anyone on stage um and so I think what makes my Bach different is that I bring me to it. That probably sounds like a really cliche answer, but that's the only thing I can do. Um, and I also stand on the shoulders of the 17 years of actors that have done it before me. Um, I have no ego issue with respecting a choice that someone made that works. Um, you know, the show is so well-oiled and so well done that there are so many people that have done it before me and that's given the creative team a lot of time to figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, so I love learning that and, and bringing my voice to that. That's, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's just such an incredible show and- So I mean, it's so Bach great. Is one of my favorite characters. Same, I think it's, I think Bach is so underrated. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Um, my mom's favorite part of the show is when he goes, listen, Nessa, I've got something to confess a reason. That's my mom's favorite part. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then what about telling the story of Wicked is your favorite, would you say? Um, aside from the spectacle and the Wizard of Oz fun that it is, um, which and it is very fun and very magical to like just be in Oz, um, the story is really important. Um, I'm gonna sound like a walking billboard for it right now, but it's it's dark and it's political and it deals with some really, really poignant issues of um, corruption and leadership and what it looks like to um, tear down a strong woman who is powerful and kind of the idea of what's good and what's evil. And it's, there are a lot of, big, big topics in it that you can pick apart or you can just enjoy the spectacle. Um, but I love telling the story that that is very, what's interesting to me is how political it is. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess considering especially the intense politics of the show, I'm sure that you get a very different response depending on where you are in the country. That's really, really interesting. and part of what I've loved about being on tour, there are parts of the show that um, we, we uh, let's say the wizard will say a certain line. The wizard usually has the lines that are like, ooh, um, and we'll be in parts of the country that will like, you'll hear everyone kind of stir in their seats and like really understand the the depth of it. 
and then we'll play cities where it just flies over everyone's head. Um, and that's okay too, but it's it's been really cool to to bring this story across the country in this time. And I'm really excited to go back into it because I think we've all learned a lot this past year. And um, I'm excited to remount the show with the team and with our company and kind of figure out ways to really make sure that the important messages are getting through. Yeah, absolutely. Especially given the craziness of the past year, mm -hmm. all current events, I think Wicked is a really interesting show, I'm sure. To yeah. Especially because it's leading the way. I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, amazing. I mean, the fact that we're going first is freaking me out, but I'm very, very excited for it. Um, but I think it's the perfect show to go first. Um, it was it was important when it was written, which the musical was written kind of in the wake of 9-11. And it's just as important now with, unfortunately, different political things. So um, I'm excited to tell the story again. And I love playing Bach because he's he's the heart center of it. And even though he has a um, unfortunate fi finish, um, it, I love stepping into someone's shoes who is just blissfully full of, of love, despite being a little scared of confrontation. <laughs> I love that mindset. So I guess, what are you most looking forward to about getting back on tour, getting back into all these cities and doing it all again? I miss my cast. I miss the people. Um, I'm really looking forward to not seeing everybody on Zoom squares. Uh, you know, every time we have a company meeting, it's like, oh, there's this person, there's this person. And you're like scrolling through all the Zooms and being like, oh, I just want to give this person a hug or um, go out to dinner with people after the show. And I'm just excited for a little touch of normalcy again. <laughs> we, we relate to that 1 million percent. Yeah. So I guess just kind of to close out, what would you say is one piece of advice you'd give to your past self? Ooh. Relax and keep going. Um, I think there were times in my career that I was doing it for somebody else. Um, you know, the, the other side of earth, like the grass isn't greener of like going to a big conservatory, having an agency um, also comes with an expectation of booking at a certain level. Um, and that there have definitely been times where I was like, I'm auditioning, so I get this role so somebody else is happy or that, so that somebody, so I can continue to prove myself. And that felt so icky. Um, and I finally reached a point where I was like, I'm doing this for me and I can chill and relax and know that it will happen when my time is comes. Um, so I think I would just tell myself to like breathe and like it will happen. And that's what I would tell anybody else too, is that like stay, stay with it, stick with it and keep, keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an amazing sentiment to end on. CJ, that was fantastic. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time today. Like this has been such a joy to get to talk to you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you guys. <laughs> no, we absolutely loved having you on and are so glad we could finally do this. I know. We're Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. And to connect with DJ on Instagram, follow at DJ Plunkett 100, where you can keep up to date on his latest projects. Be sure to follow Theatrical Thoughts at Theatrical Thoughts podcast on Instagram as well.
And also you can grab your tickets to see DJ on the tour. I love doing ticket plugs. <laughs> I love this. I'm like, this hasn't happened in so long. <laughs> I know, that's what we were saying. <laughs> um, Wickedthemusical.com, I believe. You can find your tickets um, to catch DJ on the national tour of Wicked. Come Thank you guys. I will have to say, I think everyone should go see a show, whether it's Wicked or Hamilton or Lion King or your community or regional theater, support the arts when things come back, buy a ticket for Absolutely. the year in a point where um, hopefully this moment will never happen again. So I think that first few shows back, you're gonna wanna be in the audience for the special performances that will happen across the board. 1000% support the arts while things are coming back. We want it to, we want it to come back strong, so. <laughs> All right, TJ, thank you so much again. This has been such a joy. Thank you so much for taking the time. <laughs> thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.